Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. I'd like to be able to. Anyway. I'm, my mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. Lose track. My mind's going blank now. What are you talking about? What the hell's going on here? Where the door? My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What am I doing here? My mind's going blank now. Where am I heading? I keep forgetting I'm present. Where am I? No idea. I don't think as the idea. I want to thank and recognize Dr. John John King King song King good song. I can't get this My mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. Lose track. My mind's going blank now. This is actually a top forty dance hit around the nation. Whether you like uh, President Joe Biden or you don't. A lot of people will hear this song and they will get up and I mean, it is extraordinarily popular because the president is guaranteed to deliver. He's constantly delivering his Biden faux pas. It doesn't matter under what circumstance you almost know that at any given presentation on any given day, he's going to deliver a whopper. And oh boy, as he's on his way back for his European trip. His NATO extravaganza while in Lithuania, he stumbled in his speech again and couldn't say 32 freestanding members. Soon NATO will be the 32nd freestanding, have free, 30 free, 32 freestanding members standing together to defend our people and our territory. Yep, even he had a laugh at that. But I've detected of late, Lou, that just like uh, Vice President Harris is also fumbling and stumbling in her speeches, uh, along with that cackle, that giggle, that it's affecting uh, Eric Adams, who is the uh, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, certainly not our mayor. He just expects us to pay the bills for the illegals. And what do we get in return? We get Ugats, we get Bubkas. But remember when Eric Adams first said he was the Biden of Brooklyn? I'm the Biden of Brooklyn. And I love the fact that the president is coming here. I met with him uh, after the campaign and we spoke and we just connected, you know, and I'm sure if you were to ask him, what is his favorite mayor? He'll clearly tell you it's Eric, (laughs) you know, (laughs) we just, you know, we, we just, you know, just really like each other. Yeah, you like each other, but he won't give you a nickel, dime, and penny for the illegal aliens that you've been Papa Chulo to, uh, welcoming them by saying, who's your daddy? We'll pay for everything. Don't worry, keep coming. But it is interesting because um, when he was at Reverend A.R. Bernard, who broadcasts here Sunday mornings with Rabbi Joe Potashnik from 6 to 7, when he was at his megachurch in Canarsie, 
He had another one of his many Biden of Brooklyn moments of late. You are watching 81,000 people come into this city and not like other cities, they're not sleeping on the streets with no help on the federal level. You are watching an incompetent person turning a competent place in a city to live in. This is what we need to recognize. We do. We do recognize you're totally incompetent. There's no doubt about that. But then the next day, the dean of the press corps, Marsha Kramer, CBS Channel 2 News, asked the obvious question, why did you call yourself incompetent? Why do you think that people think you're incompetent, and why do you think you're being disrespected? No, people don't think I'm incompetent. Um, I think that just the opposite. Just the opposite? Not at all. (laughs) Increasingly, as day goes by day, many, many more people, including those that voted for you, for you, Eric Adams, not me, are believing that you're incompetent, you're not ready for prime time, and that your only focus is as the nighttime mayor who loves to spend time in the wee hours of the morning at Club Zero Bond, the private club where whatever happens at the Club Zero Bond stays at the Club Zero Bond. I would give you an A-plus for that, being the mayor of nightlife in New York City, because you certainly sample the product there in more ways than one. But let me not digress. Uh, Let me go on to the continued Biden of Brooklyn faux pas that are now coming fast and furiously, dripping off of Eric Adams' lips almost on a daily basis, almost like his mentor, The guy he says is a friend of his, a guy who's clicked with him but won't give him any money for the illegal aliens, Joe Biden. I've been an advocate for vehicle crashes. Uh, I'm very comfortable. Wait a second. Hold on a second. I need that original cut, please. The original cut, please. I've been an advocate for vehicle crashes. Okay. All right. What's next? A little, a little the discombul- number of interactions, especially a mayor like me, you know, drives my staff crazy because everyone gets my cell number, and I like to hear from New Yorkers directly. Well, that one didn't go too well, so we'll try to re uh, recalibrate here. Not as planned, but uh, if everybody has his cell phone number, then I would suggest that we get that cell phone number here at WABC and we give it to the many Eric Adams constituents who would love to give him a piece of their mind and give him some cauliflower ear. And uh, then there was that moment in which a reporter, in a very good, astute, cogent way, asked him about the illegal aliens flooding in by the day that are costing us, the citizens, $365 a night to house them, that are costing $8 million, probably more every week uh, from us, uh, the taxpayers, when you consider all the ancillary monies we're spending on them, all the amenities that even mommy wouldn't give them when they were growing up, and the kickbacks that are taking place to friends of Eric Adams. Here was the question, very serious, and here was the goofball response. Mr. Mayor, since you mentioned the migrant crisis and the 84,000 that have come to the city, I'm curious how many of those is the city still directly caring for? Is that the directly caring for number? And also, is that flow of several hundred a week, which is which is slower but still a lot, 
Um, are you still looking for additional locations? Or have you been able to decompress enough to where you don't need additional locations at this point? Oh, okay. Uh, the, uh, the, I think we have around about 50-something thousand, 54. <laughs> well, who's counting? <laughs> yeah, who's counting? Of course you would say something as goofy as that, who's counting, because it's not your personal money. It's not money from the federal government. It's not money from the state government. It's money that we, the city taxpayer, uh, taxpayers, have to continue to pour into the trough so that friends of Eric Adams can put their beaks in the trough and get all of these uh, contracts with the kickbacks, enormous contracts, to care for the illegal aliens In fact, they get cared for better than any of the homeless or emotionally disturbed or the veterans who served America who are down on their luck. They get more of the ancillary services than any American does. Any American. And those are mostly African-Americans. Those are mostly Eric Adams' peeps. Those are the ones who are responsible for him being mayor because it's what provided him the margin of victory in a very contested uh, Democratic primary where he just barely won through ranked choice voting uh, against Kathy Garcia, Maya Wiley, and himself. Uh, And it was, when all was said and done, you did the analytics, it was the African-American vote that came through for Eric Adams, and it was the vote that he won overwhelmingly against me. So you would think uh, that many people have believed politically That whoever is the victor go the spoils, and that's always been the political process. So when it was uh, Rudy Giuliani winning a second time, thank God, and saving our city against uh, the reign of terror during David Dinkins, uh, it was white ethnics who believed that, hey, you know, we're first in line. Without us, you would have never gotten elected, Rudy, and that's true, especially those out there in Staten Island and he gave priority to Staten Island needs. That's the way it is. Eric Adams would not be mayor of the city of New York today if not for the African-American vote. So I understand, having been the loser, that they would be prioritized. And quite frankly, they're not. We all can look at it, whether you happen to be rich, middle class, poor, whether you happen to live here on Manhattan or the outer boroughs. That the people who have been prioritized in this administration are foreigners, uh, people who don't even believe uh, belong here for the most part, who use the fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi excuse of saying asylum at the border, even though it's the only word they've been taught. And they're not asylum seekers. And the real asylum seekers should be the Ukrainians who are war refugees. We see the remnants of Russian destruction of Ukrainian villages and cities every day. And yet we never see Ukrainians. I ask the question again, where are the Ukrainian refugees that we should be taking care of? They're not that visible. And then the goofball himself uh, in Times Square, the headline of the New York Post is, about Times Square, there's a guy holding a knife uh, behind a group of tourists who are oblivious to him. It's total chaos in Times Square. And yet the goofball can only say one thing when he's in Times Square. Because I smell some weed. Someone is smoking. <laughs> Someone is smoking. <laughs> God. Up next, we're going to talk about friends of Eric Adams who enable him. 
And they've been asked to come to the forefront because a real big friend of Eric Adams has thrown him under the bus. Alvin Bragg, friend of the criminals, enemy of those who fight back and defend the defenseless, has actually said that he feels totally uncomfortable when his families are on the subways. A direct attack at Eric Adams, who never attacks Alvin Bragg, never mentions his name in the negative, and won't do it in the future either. Talking about this is the Riffin' Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Swagger man with no bland blames the media hype for New York City crime fears, especially in light of the Siena public opinion poll that was published yesterday that said the people are more frightened now than ever before in the five boroughs of the city of New York. So Eric Adams, instead of licking his wounds and saying, and I really got to get down to the job of being mayor, public safety first and foremost, that's what he campaigned on. He said, vote for me. I was a cop for 22 years. I told you he was a house mouse. You didn't want to listen to me. Uh, You felt he was better in providing public safety than I would be. Having done this for 44 years, leader of the Guardian Angels with... uh, Uh, No help of government, uh, doing it independently and autonomously. You made the decision, hey, this guy's going to know what to do. Well, now you got to suffer. You made your choice, and this guy is digging himself deeper and deeper into his own hype that everything is perception. So he goes on with Rosanna Scotto yesterday, a good good day, New York. And he makes a total ass out of himself again for like the umpteenth time. Uh, I mean, in a ghetto fabulous $5,000 customized suit. I would say his attire was magnificent. Three snaps up. The rest of it was garbage, garbage. 41% of New Yorkers say they have never been so on edge about their own safety. Uh, 87.8%. 87% of New Yorkers think crime is either a very or somewhat serious problem. Why do New Yorkers feel that way? Well, let's think about it for a moment. How do they start their day? Uh, they start their day picking up the uh, the news, uh, the, the morning papers. They sit down and they see some of the most horrific events that uh, may happen throughout the previous day. Uh, it plays on your psyche. We're clear on that. Uh, but my mission is to move people from what they felt to what they're feeling. And no one can take away the fact this city is humming. Uh, as you walk the streets, you go to Times Square, you're back on our subway, we peak at 4 million riders. Uh, we're seeing people getting back out, enjoying our parks. So we know it's, a, it's, it's going to take a time. But if you lead off every day with some of the horrific incidents that take place in a city with 8.5 million people, 
there's a feeling that you have, but the officers are back out there. They're seeing them. They're conversating. Our restaurants are humming. The city has returned, and we are really proud of what the men and women of the police department are doing. God, is he delusional. Front page, today's New York Post. I guess the New York Post is responsible for this crazy maniac standing there with an open knife behind tourists, ready to jab them up. And then uh, luckily he decided to back off. But uh, it's crazy town out there. We got a crazy mayor on the crazy train in crazy town. He's delusional. And he's always promoted this concept of the per- the perception of crime. Remember when that Asian woman was thrown in the tracks at 14th Street Union Square by that deranged black guy that I had told you I had met twice on the shuttle? Uh, this is what he said in the aftermath of another subway shoving that led to a death. We have a safe subway system. Transit police officers, they have done their jobs. What we must do is remove the perception of fear. Cases like this aggravates the perception of fear. Uh, when you see homeless individuals with mental health issues not being attended to and given the proper services that add to the perception of fear. And so what our battle is in the subway system is fighting the perception of fear that cases like this could happen. And we're doing that. How many times could he say perception in one answer? Everything with Eric Adams is it's the perception of fear. It's not reality. Blame the media. What's he going to do today, though, yesterday? His very dear friend, someone he would never call out, someone he would never name and shame, Alvin Bragg, threw Eric Adams under the bus about the ever-growing, dangerous, violent crime in the subways of the city of New York. I know the statistics that transit crime is down, but when one of my family members gets on the train, I, too, get a knot in my stomach. Hey, by the way, if Daniel Penny had come to the aid of your family who was under duress or attacked or being harassed... Uh, Would you uh, have charged him with second-degree manslaughter if the person or persons responsible had died while he detained them? Can I hear that again from Alvin Bragg? Friend of the criminals, enemy of those that defend themselves. I know the statistics that transit crime is down, but when one of my family members gets on the train, I too get a knot in my stomach. You get a knot in your stomach. But you see that called for the cavalry to come out. When Alvin Bragg turned on Eric Adams, both of them graduates of the National Action Hate Network of Al Slim Shady Sharpton. Yeah, both of them. Uh, Eric Adams said, I need tactical air support. And who is the one flunky? Who is the one puppet? Who is the one schmendrick, dopey white boy that I could call upon at any given day or night to basically... Defend the defenseless. And of course, it's Eric, uh, excuse me, it is Sid Rosenberg's friend from the days uh, that they went to poly prep day school together. Arthur Idalo, who had his mob scholarship going there so that he'd be defending uh, members of organized crime upon graduation and make his bones legally. Listen to Arthur Idalo give a sterile defense, a sterling defense. To the defenseless Eric Adams. Now, wait, I want to ask you a question. You're a subway rider. Yeah. And now be be objective, because I'm, I'm a subway rider. 
I find things are pretty good down there these days. Yeah, he finds that things are pretty good. Nobody believes that Arthur Idala rides the subways. Nobody. And then he goes on to say that, in fact, we're safer now than we were at the end of the days of Rudy Giuliani. And I said to myself, could anybody possibly actually believe that nonsense? Yeah, but then again, uh, Arthur Idala. He's a good puppet of Eric Adams. That's absolutely whatever Eric Adams wants. That dopey white boy delivers. Pull up the statistics. When the greatest mayor of the city of New York, Rudy Giuliani, left office, go to the NYPD website and look at the statistics for rape, robbery, murder, murder, and vicious assault. When Giuliani left office and look at the statistics from 2022 last year, it's not even close. You know, you can tell Arthur Idala is not a street guy. He's not factoring in the intangibles that under Rudy Giuliani, the cops were aggressive. They were encouraged to be aggressive. They would swarm people committing crime. You didn't have the kind of open crime being committed in front of people. Packages being stolen that are being delivered every day. 90,000 in the city. Shoplifting galore. These are crimes that defy. How could you just let them with impunity commit these crimes? And there's no attempt to arrest them. None whatsoever. No attempt to prosecute them. Factor in the intangibles. That you had DAs back then who actually prosecuted crimes. Cops that were permitted to be aggressive. You know what uh, Arthur Idella reminds me of? We'll be talking about this lady because later because I've given up on the Yankees. I will no longer be a Yankee fan now that they have corporate sponsorship. He's sort of like Cashman and Boone. Everything is the analytics. Let's go to the analytics. They destroyed the game of baseball with that. And Artie Idella lives on the analytics. What a fool. And his very dear friend, who has always defended Arthur Idala, I wanted him suspended. And Sid says, no, we've been friends for life. Took him on and pimp slapped him down. I don't ever remember in my whole life the whole borough of Manhattan becoming a cesspool, a crime-ridden from the Upper East Side to the Upper West Side, down to South Street. Good. Good. Sid wasn't taking no crap from Arthur Idala, and then he doubled down on Artie. You can talk to your blue in the face. Eric Adams is doing a lousy job. It is much more dangerous now. People are much more afraid now than they were even in the 70s. That's my opinion. And you know something? The enablers are coming out fast and furiously. That's Arthur Idala, who actually, uh, maybe we'll find this tomorrow, Justin, who I defended. I defended your honor this morning when, let's face it, Sid Rosenberg wanted to uh, exile you. Uh, that that line where Arthur Idella said, you know, when I was uh, young and I had high levels of testosterone crashing through my cranium, I used to go to the last stop in the Bronx to meet this female. Uh, I took the R train. Does he not realize the R train doesn't go to the Bronx? Uh, it goes from Brooklyn to Queens through Manhattan. Lou, even you know that living out in, in Rockaway, right? You know, where you're A train centric. The hell is this guy trying to act like he's Mr. MTA money-taking agency, Mr. Subway? The guy's never in the subway. Took the R train to the Bronx. But anyway, I digress. He is an enabler extraordinaire. 
He got five stars on his Eric Adams report card today. Eric Adams called him, said, you did a good job. You did a good job, Arthur Idala. Good boy. Good white boy. And then the other enabler, and I had words with him, a confrontation yesterday in the hallway of WABC here, was the Reverend A.R. Bernard, who has become an enabler defending again the defenseless. As Eric Adams says, he's on a mission from God, that God talks to him, that everything he does is divinely guided, so that if we criticize him, aren't we really criticizing God? Because it was God that spoke to him personally 30 years ago, told him his mission in life was that he would be mayor, sworn into office on January 1st of 2022. 30-something years ago, I woke up, in my sleep, out of my sleep in a cold sweat. God spoke to my heart and said, you are going to be the mayor January 1st, 2022. And the message was clear. God stated, you cannot be silent. You must tell everyone you know. Because it's a Judges 7, verse 2 through 7 moment. Because when you win the battle, I don't want you to think that you won on your own, and I don't want people to think that you won because of you, who you are. Crackpot, screwball, schizophrenic, I deal with these kind of people all the time in the streets and subways. They think they talk to God and that God talks to them. It's clear. The mayor is either partially schizophrenic or he's doing like Aaron Rodgers shrooms, and he actually sees God. Hey, look, Aaron Rodgers, number eight, right? Uh, maybe all of a sudden Eric Adams will be doing shrooms with him in the clubhouse there at MetLife Stadium the night of 9-11 when they take on the Bills. Joe Nolan says, oh, they're going to go 13-4. and four. He must be doing shrooms also. But anyway, I digress. Then let's get to the part where he's on the stage of Reverend A.R. Bernard's megachurch, seats 5,000 in Canarsie, where I grew up on the corner of Pennsylvania and Linden Boulevard, and he's talking about how he is walking with God and doing whatever God is suggesting to him as mayor of New York. I walk in the spirit of God. I talk in the spirit of God. 35 years ago, I set my GPS, my God position and satellite, and I've been on one course and one destination, and all that he has done, All that he has shown us. He said, I've taken this broken child and made him the mayor. And you are still, oh, ye of little faith, questioning his abilities of what he's doing. You question him if you want. I know who God I serve. And I am proud to be serving that God. He took me from where I was and he rose me to the level of running the most important city in America. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. He cannot fail. He will never fail you. No, he failed us. There's no doubt he failed. I want a rebate. <laughs> I want to throw you back, Eric Adams. Maybe it will make you Brooklyn Borough president. You failed us, and God failed us. What is this God positioning system? Can you purchase that with a new car? You know, they don't want to give you an AM radio, but do they give you a God positioning system? And then, of course, the enabler of all enablers, Reverend A.R. Bernard, assured his congregation that, yep, God sent Eric Adams to save us. 
And what he said is absolutely right. So there was a man sent from God whose name was Eric Adams. And you just heard him speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, Reverend A.R. Bernard, you're a Tuchus kisser along with Arthur Idala, enablers of Eric Adams, who is definitely crazy. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Talking about this is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. How many times have you heard me over the years, ladies and gentlemen? 35 years, and I've been uh, doing talk radio. Almost all of it here at WABC, where the acronym stands for Always Broadcasting Curtis. I've done sports radio three times. I've done post-post-Yankee analysis in the 96 World Series that we won against the Braves. I've done it all. You cut my veins and arteries, I bleed Yankee pinstripes since I was a little kid, five years old. I, after t- yesterday's announcement, I am no longer a Yankee fan. I'm a free agent. Doesn't mean I'm a Met fan. I'm a free agent. This was a double disgrazia, a double shanda. George Steinbrenner's got to be turning in his grave. First off, uh, the great memories... Phil Rizzuto, right, always loved listening to Phil the Scooter, even though he had alligator arms. But what a character he was uh, in the broadcast booth. Oh, now a drive to deep left center, and that ball is out of here. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No? What happened? He caught it? you got to be kidding. I know i got to get these glasses changed. Steve is sore, and I didn't believe him. Oh, i got to see that again before I declare it. Now, look at Stanley looking back. I'm doing the same thing. Watch this. Here he goes. Son of a gun. Hit the fence and held on. At the end of seven, it's the Yankees four and the Orioles two. Richmond Hill High School in Queens Finest. And then John Sterling, who I did the post-post-game show. He would never shut up. But his, this was his most shining moment. Now the 3-2 swung on. A pop foul back here. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. So once again, it'll be a 3-2. Benway Park took it right on the his noggin and took a lick and kept on ticking. But back in 2017, Randy Levine, president of the New York Yankees, did something that was against the wishes of George Steinbrenner. He removed Kate Smith's rendition of God Bless America. Could I hear that, please?
There were no demonstrations. There were no pickets. There was no real presence of Black Lives Matter yet, which has become big, large mansions. He took it upon himself to remove the rendition that George Steinbrenner wanted played after the attack on 9-11 and during the seventh inning stretch. The fan it was the fan favorite. Didn't matter what generation. So he got rid of Kate Smith's rendition. Before that, we replaced the house that Ruth built with nothing more than what is the Great American Mall, the house of uh, Aroid and Cheetah. I hate going to the new Yankee Stadium. Should have kept the old Yankee Stadium. But this is what has broken what has been 64 years of support for the New York Yankees. I'm 69. Hank Steinbrenner announced that he's taken $20 million so that the Yankees can wear a patch on the sacred pinstripes, a patch for some company called Star Insurance. What's next? Changing the name Yankee Stadium. You know that's next. Signage. You greedy bastard, you Hank Steinbrenner. Remember when they did that on the Empire's uniforms during the World Series FTX, right? And then we find out that there's Sam Bankman-Fried, never trust anybody with three names, ripped off $38 billion. It's all about the money, isn't it, Hank? And Randy Levine, well, you lost one tried-and-true Yankee fan yesterday when you decided to put a patch on the venerable pinstripes of our beloved New York Yankees. They kept the tradition alive of not even having the name of the ball players on the back of their uniforms.